the great gathering of the Sangha of monks and a great gathering of the Sangha of Bodhisattvas. At that time, the Blessed One entered the Samadhi that expresses the Dharma called profound illumination. And at the same time, noble Avogateshvara, the Bodhisattva Mahasattva, while practicing the profound Prajnaparamita, saw in this way, he saw the five skandhas to be empty of nature. Then, through the power of the Buddha, Venerable Shariputra said to noble Avogateshvara, the Bodhisattva Mahasattva, how should a son or daughter of noble family train who wishes to practice the profound Prajnaparamita addressed in this way, noble Avogateshvara, the Bodhisattva Mahasattva, said to Venerable Shariputra, O Shariputra, a son or daughter of noble family who wishes to practice the profound Prajnaparamita should see in this way, seeing the five skandhas to be empty of nature. Form is emptiness, emptiness also is form. Emptiness is no other than form, form is no other than emptiness. In the same way, feeling, perception, formation, and consciousness are emptiness. Thus, Shariputra, all dharmas are emptiness. There are no characteristics. There is no birth and no cessation. There is no impurity and no purity. There is no decrease and no increase. Therefore, Shariputra, in emptiness, there is no form, no feeling, no perception, no formation, no consciousness, no eye, no ear, no nose, no tongue, no body, no mind, no appearance, no sound, no smell, no taste, no touch, no dharmas, no eye datu up to no mind datu, no datu of dharmas, mind consciousness datu, no ignorance, no end of ignorance up to no old age and death, no end of old age and death, no suffering, no origin of suffering, no cessation of suffering, no path, no wisdom, no attainment, and no non-attainment. Therefore, Shariputra, since the Bodhisattvas have no attainment, they abide by means of Prajnaparamita. Since there is no obscuration of mind, there is no fear. They transcend falsity and attain complete nirvana. All the Buddhas of the three times by means of Prajnaparamita fully awaken to unsurpassable, true, complete enlightenment. Therefore, the great mantra of Prajnaparamita, mantra of great insight, the unsurpassed mantra, the unequaled mantra, the mantra that calms all suffering should be known as truth since there is no deception. Prajnaparamita mantra is said in this way, Te Ata Om Gate Gate Paragate Parasangati Bodhisoha. Thus Shariputra, the Bodhisattva Mahasattva, should train the profound Prajnaparamita. Then the Blessed One arose from that Samadhi and praised Noble Avogateshvara, the Bodhisattva Mahasattva, saying, Good, good, O son of noble family, thus it is, O son of noble family, thus it is. One should practice the profound Prajnaparamita just as you have taught, and all the Tathagatas will rejoice. When the Blessed One had said this, Venerable Shariputra and Noble Avogateshvara, the Bodhisattva Mahasattva, that whole assembly in the world with its gods, humans, asuras, and gandharvas rejoiced and praised the words of the Blessed One. <laughs> Sumarazamarayami, <laughs> <laughs> 
The fundamental ground is scented with incense and strewn with flowers, adorned with Mount Meru, the four continents, the sun and the moon. I imagine this as a Buddha land and offer it. And all sentient beings enjoy this pure realm. Holy Lamas, high, wrap the sky of your Dharma bodies in massive clouds of knowledge and love, and let them pour upon the earth of your disciples as we are ready, a shower of rain, the teachings deep and wide. Send forth this jeweled mandala to you, precious Guru. Yedam Guru Radha Mandala Gamni Radha Yami. Sanji. Yedam Zuji Chilnam La Chianju Badu Dani Yazuji. Dagi Jinye Jibezo Namji. Jola Penjia Zanye Rubarjo. Tendul hat a mei, tenatul a 
Tabatot so if we look at uh, Tisha's lamp for the path to enlightenment, uh, and we find, uh, look for what the meaning of it is, uh, we find three specific points. If one desires to have a rebirth in the higher realms of the gods and the humans, uh, then there are pathways that are taught in the lamp that are the, act, the, the practices of going for refuge to the three jewels of the Buddha, the Dharma, and the Sangha, uh, engaging in the ten or sixteen definite goodnesses, uh, and it, uh, if one has engaged in a negativity, uh, going, uh, uh, acknowledging that downfall or uh, confessing that negativity. Uh, so uh, um, one is able to have a higher realm rebirth through these practices. Uh, if one wishes to have liberation, then one engages in the practices which uh, have the basis of ethics uh, and then have a union of calm, abiding, and special insight that has as its object of observation emptiness. So the three highest higher trainings of ethics, concentration, and wisdom, but specifically those two, the uh, union of calm abiding, and the last two, the union of calm abiding and special insight, utilizing or having as its object of observation emptiness. Uh, and this is what leads to liberation. If one wishes to achieve complete Buddhahood, uh, then it's necessary to unite method and wisdom uh, and engage in this union of practices and then one can achieve the state of Buddhahood. Uh, so this is explained uh, and summarized in the beginning of Atisha's Lamp for the Path to Enlightenment where it states that understand that there are persons of uh, three capacities, a small, middling, and great. I shall write clearly identifying their characteristics. So here, Lord Atisha is speaking specifically about those previously mentioned paths, those pathways uh, for beings, uh, those pathways shared in common with beings of small capacity, those pathways shared in common with beings of medium capacity, and those pathways for beings of great capacity uh, in, the, in that order as previously explained. Ta Uh, so, 
Uh, when we look at the uh, Lama Tsongkhapa's great treatise on the stage of the path to enlightenment and how this is explained, we find a, a basic outline uh, that begins with how to rely upon the teacher that is the root of the path and then how students train their minds once having relied upon their teacher. Uh, and when we get to that second section of how students train their minds after having relied upon the teacher, uh, we find two categories, an exhortation to take full advantage of a life of leisure and opportunity, uh, and then a second section of how to, or the actual way to take advantage of a life of leisure and opportunity. Uh, that second point of the actual way to, or how to take advantage of a life of leisure and opportunity, uh, we find uh, it begins with three major sections. Training the mind in the stage of the past shared in common with beings of small capacity, training the mind in the stage of the past shared in common with beings of medium capacity, and then training the mind in the stages of the path uh, for beings of great <coughs> capacity. Uh, so we're under that, that first section right now is what we're dealing with training the mind the stage of the past shared in common with beings of uh, um, small capacity. And in that uh, section, we have three specific categories. The actual training of thought of a person of small capacity, the measure of that training of thought of a person of small capacity, uh, and uh, uh, getting rid of or uh, misconceptions, uh, dispelling misconceptions related to a person of small capacity. So under that first category, the actual training of thought of a person of small capacity, we have uh, two categories. First, uh, developing a state of mind that strives diligently for the sake of future lives. And then a second category of relying on a means for achieving happiness in one's next life, or the method for that achievement, the method for achieving happiness. Uh, so uh, now we're in that section, uh, the method for achieving happiness, or the means for achieving happiness in one's next life. Uh, and there we find the, the introductory topics of refuge and karma and its results. Uh, so we begin now with uh, refuge, uh, and refuge begins uh, with an outline that has four specific categories. The first three we've gone through, and we're on the fourth uh, point. The first category is the causes for going re for refuge. The second category is based on that, the objects to which you go for refuge to. Uh, the third uh, point is how to go for refuge. Uh, and then the fourth point is the advices for refuge, or the precepts about going for refuge. So. Uh, we're now currently dealing with the precepts of refuge section in the great treatise on the stage of the path to enlightenment uh, and, or advices as we've been using um, and that begins in English uh, on page 191 uh, but the actual body that we're dealing with begins on page 192 the outline is 191.2 and then we have the section we're going to begin with <coughs> What <laughs> Jesus, you are a little bit of a 
Şu tübadan, tübüden yılaşıyor. Mesela. Tübazı da kandı. Çöl açıyor, su açıyor. Dün dünün ilanda, tabi ilanda tutuyor. Yungu Çocuğu Çocuğu so uh, when we now we go to the section on uh, once you've gone for refuge the stages of the precepts uh, um, so now we're uh, we're under the major heading of once you've gone for refuge the stages of the precepts or the stages of advice uh, on refuge and under that uh, there are two ways that Lama Tsongkhapa will explain it. First, uh, the way of explaining it related to the compendium of determinations, uh, and then the second way of explaining it related to the oral tradition, uh, or the oral, tra the oral tradition. Uh, so when we begin with the, um, how it's explained in the compendium of uh, determinations, uh, there are two subsets. So we begin with the first set of the two, uh, and it begins with uh, um, uh, relying on excellent persons. Uh, so if you are going for refuge, uh, these are advices uh, that one should heed. Uh, and this is advice related to the Buddha uh, refuge. So if one is going uh, for refuge, then first he or she should rely uh, upon uh, excellent persons. Um, because I, um, uh, if you wish to uh, um, here, so here this reliance upon excellent persons is re referring to as its object the spiritual teacher so relying upon a spiritual teacher so it's stating that the advice is if you go for refuge uh, the object of reliance here is the teacher uh, so one should go for refuge to the teacher and rely upon the teacher and specifically a teacher that is an excellent uh, person uh, it's not possible uh, to engage in the pathways which lead to the higher realms, uh, to liberation or Buddhahood, without this crucial stage or step of uh, relying upon the teacher, uh, because uh, there has to be these things explained uh, in order for us to proceed through these various stages. So our object of our uh, dependence or reliance is the teacher. Uh, so in here, uh, specifically stating that he or she be an excellent person. Uh, so this is related to the Buddha refuge. The second set of advice is related to the Dharma refuge, and there are two points uh, that are made uh, uh, in, in the Dharma refuge advices in this particular section. Uh, first, listen to the sublime teachings, uh, and then fix your attention uh, properly on them. Uh, so here, 
listening to the sublime teachings is listening to the teachings of the, uh, uh, the those pathways that are explained for uh, to achieve rebirth in the higher realms. Those uh, pathways uh, that are explained that allow one to have re uh, um, no more birth or have uh, liberation. And those pathways that are explained uh, that allow one to achieve complete Buddhahood. So here, this is listening to those teachings. The sublime teachings are those specific teachings on how one uh, um, achieves those specific results. Uh, and then fixing one's attention properly on them uh, is fixing one's attention on specific antidotes to the affliction. So the object of observation of one's attention then, or fixed meditation or fixation, becomes uh, um, any kind of antidote uh, to the affliction. So there were various antidotes that were uh, given by Lord Buddha uh, to uh, serve as opponents to um, specific negativities. Uh, so if one uh, has a negativity with, uh, has related to attachment, then meditation upon ugliness um, becomes the specific antidote. If one has more greater negativity with hatred, then meditation upon love becomes the antidote. And if one has a greater, uh, or is influenced more greatly by the negativity of uh, um, delusion, then meditation upon dependent origination becomes the antidote or the opponent to uh, that negativity. So here, the one's attention is fixing on specific antidotes to afflictions. Uh, so this is the second point that's made to, um, um, among the two points related to the Dharma Jewel's advice, uh, listening to the sublime teaching and then fixing one's attention properly on them. And then the last point is related to the Sangha Jewel, those aspiring to virtue. Uh, and the advice here is to go cultivate a practice that conforms with the teaching. Uh, so the Sangha Jewel, or those aspiring to virtue, are specifically those hearers superiors, those solitary realizers superiors, uh, and those uh, bodhisattva superiors. Um, and the, the Buddhist superiors. So here, uh, one adopts a practice that is similar to those superiors. Uh, so here, um, where it says one practices with the, uh, in accordance with the teachings on nirvana. So one is uh, taking on the spiritual community as companions in the quest or spiritual friends and then cultivating a practice that is like theirs. It's a facsimile of what they're doing because they're superiors. So uh, this is the advice uh, related to the uh, Sangha jewel or those aspiring to virtue jewel. Decent. Da that 
So now uh, we're in the second set of subdivisions. Uh, so we begin first with do not excite your sensory faculties. Uh, so here, uh, this is dealing with uh, one of the two obstacles to single-pointed concentration. So there's uh, um, excitement and dullness. Uh, so here, uh, excitement is referring to uh, the mind moving to other um, objects than the one it is trying to fix on. Uh, so here, um, uh, um, when we look at the development of single-pointed concentration, or if we're trying to meditate upon the meaning of the great treatise on the stage of the path to enlightenment, or we're trying to do uh, deity uh, meditation, meditation upon the deity, uh, or we're trying to do meditation upon emptiness, the object at this point is to fix one's attention on only those topics at that point in time, not to move on to other topics. So if one is fixed on uh, um, deity or the emptiness or the great treatise on the stage of the path to enlightenment, then that should be the only object that one is concentrating on or, or fixing one's attention to. Uh, when the, uh, some sort of distraction happens and one's mind moves to other topics, then this is excitement. Uh, so this is one of the two, again, uh, obstacles to single-pointed concentration. So uh, this is what's being mentioned here. So this is not dullness, this is excitement. And this is where the mind uh, is moving away from the topic that one is trying to fix one's attention on to other topics than that. Uh, so um, uh, this is the, the first point, to not excite one's sensory faculties. Uh, um, so this is the uh, excitement being an obstacle. Uh, and this is the first uh, um, among the second set of subdivisions. Uh, so the, the next uh, point that's uh, being made uh, is about <coughs> taking up the precepts correctly. Uh, so it, it's here it says you should take up the training set forth by uh, the Buddha. And here the, the, um, it says precepts and then trainings. And here this is spe specifically talking about ethical behavior. If one is able to abandon engage in the ethics which abandons the ten non-virtuous activities, uh, then this is engaging in those precepts or trainings. Uh, if in any, and so it's referring to any among the advices on ethical behavior that the Buddha has set forth and practicing them. So whatever one can practice. So whether it's uh, uh, in the householder section of the individual liberation vows, for instance, the uh, um, uh, um, householder vow for a male or a female. 
or any of the other individual liberation vows, or any of the bodhisattva vows, or any of the tantric vows. So here, the trainings here are specifically speaking of ethical trainings, and, and here whatever one can undertake, or whatever ethical behavior one can engage in. Uh, so this is the second uh, point that's made. The third point that's made is being compassionate towards living beings. So the Buddha's truth, or the Buddha's, uh, so the Buddha's truth has at its root compassion. So compassion is the root of the Buddha's truth, uh, and because of that, uh, um, because it's distinguished by it, or because it is the root of it, um, uh, the advice is not to harm uh, any living beings or any sentient beings. So uh, this is the, the next point that's made, uh, point three. Uh, and then the final point, which is point four that's made, is to make periodic offerings to the three jewels. Uh, and uh, one can uh, um, make offerings uh, very uh, um, uh, all the time because uh, with one's food and one's drink. Uh, and it shows in uh, many of the uh, stories of the uh, um, uh, previous uh, masters uh, um, of how important making offerings is. And we find in the previous life story of King Ashoka, where he was a, a small child uh, that with good motivation made an offering of sand to the Buddha, and as a result of this virtuous action was born uh, as King Ashoka and then did many great things for the, the, the Dharma and so forth. Uh, so we can see um, how uh, much great merit we create by making these offerings uh, so that when, then we will be able to, uh, um, uh, like uh, the small child was able to achieve the goal of the king, we will be able to achieve the goals of rebirth in the higher realms, achieve the goal of liberation, achieve the goal of complete Buddhahood. So these are the advices in the compendium of determinations. Then Tambi 
so we begin the, with uh, um, now the oral tradition. Uh, uh, so we're on page 193 now. Uh, page 193, and now we're going over how uh, these advices appear in the oral tradition. Hope everybody wants to. ตมุกลาจาโอตอมบลาญีกาบีลาจาตอนรุบีลาจาโอตอมบเนอะเนญาญาเลนเตบาเลซันโตรอตอตอญาญาเลนเตบาญาเดกโตญาเดกโตเล
um, uh, uh, towards any sentient beings. Um, and then the last point is made is related to the uh, spirit, the um, those aspiring to virtue jewel or the um, sangha jewel. Uh, and this is not to associate with non-Buddhist philosophers. Uh, and here this is uh, um, speaking of uh, um, uh, closely um, 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 becoming close with those uh, who are harmful friends or, or, or are negative uh, um, um, friends or negative related to the refuge or negative friends related to your refuge. Uh, so here... It's, uh, it's speaking of, of, of not associating with uh, negative, or, or here it says non-Buddhist philosophers, or negative friends, harmful friends. So when uh, we divide the worldly, de worldly gods, we can divide them into three different categories. Those worldly gods that are Buddhist worldly gods, those, those worldly gods that are non-Buddhist worldly gods, and then those worldly gods that are common uh, to Buddhist and non-Buddhists. so we're going to now look at Lama Tsongkhapa's uh, explanation. So we begin with the advice related to worldly deities. So uh, worldly deities that are uh, Buddhist and non-Buddhist as explained before. Not going to other deities for refuge is explained as follows. Since you should not even go hold worldly deities such as Rudra and Vishnu as your ultimate refuge, what need is uh, be said about Nagas and the local divinities uh, uh, who are hungry ghosts? Uh, while it is improper to entrust yourself to these beings without full belief in the three refuges, it is merely, it is proper to merely seek the being's help. I'm over-reading, but I'm just going to finish. Being's help for temporary religious purpose. Uh, so here, uh, we find the, uh, um, this is speaking of uh, worldly gods and the inappropriateness of going for refuge. And we find uh, uh, the quote 
that's uh, um, uh, from the beginning of uh, Lama Tsongkhapa's Essence of Eloquence that states that Shiva, Indra, Brahma, Kama, and Vishnu, all filled with self-infatuation, roar their lordship uh, over the worlds. Uh, um, but at the sight of his body, here parentheses, the Buddha's body, uh, these sparkling uh, deities uh, um, uh, bow at, uh, uh, these sparkling deities uh, um, dim like fireflies in the sun and bow down to the lotus feet. I, like these gods, bow down to your lotus feet. Uh, so we find in this in the beginning, and it states then, uh, how can uh, those who are, uh, uh, how can those deities help us uh, if they are bound to cyclic existence themselves? Uh, how can they unbind us from cyclic existence if they themselves are bound? Uh, so here, uh, the point here, uh, Shiva, for instance, we be, is the first deity that's mentioned uh, at the beginning of Lama Tsongkhapa's Essence of Eloquence. Uh, and Shiva is a worldly god. Uh, and if, if a being is bound to cyclic existence, then they are not appropriate for us to go for refuge uh, to them. Uh, so here, uh, this is the point that's being made, and then it says, what need is there to be said about local uh, deities and hungry ghosts and nagas if these great uh, worldly gods uh, are not appropriate objects of our uh, refuge? Tanji Temple had chosen to Jew Mar, the Chosen to Jew Mar, the Jimble Hatton, Casu Jimela, and the Susul Rubuji again or the Hatton Yimayina, and the Cold Chuban of the Sitchin of the Bu, and Jonah Rubuji and the Dealers, Chosen to Jew Mar, Nasaude. Tana, Zendala, Tanangal, Satan, Rubuji Rujis, two to Okay. Um, so, uh, it, now, although it is not appropriate for us to go for refuge uh, to these beings, these worldly deities, it's all right for us to make offerings and ask for them to help us with something. Uh, so, as it's inappropriate, even though it's inappropriate to go for, for refuge, uh, we can ask for assistance, we can offer our food, uh, um, we can uh, make offerings of various things and so forth and ask for help. Uh, and we should look at it in the same way as if, uh, for instance, we uh, need a benefactor. It's okay for us to ask uh, uh, um, if we need for, for food uh, or for drink, uh, ask for help, or if we go to a doctor. Uh, and, and we um, ask for some aid, uh, and then the doctor gives us medication and so forth, and we put uh, some, some sort of, uh, I don't know, Ramesh didn't say this, or, or in their hands, or we rely uh, for help, but not for refuge. Rely for help, but not for refuge. Dibatan, 
The second prescriptive precept entails refraining from doing harm or injury to living beings through thought or deed. This includes actions such as beating, uh, binding, laying in wait, or imprisoning, uh, nose piercing, and overburdening animals, and so forth. Uh, so here, uh, this is uh, once uh, the refuge that's related to the Dharma jewel, uh, and the, the, uh, it is stating to not harm any sentient beings. So then there are examples of way that, ways that one can harm sentient beings. So beating or, uh, or threatening uh, with something, so uh, um, threatening with some kind of a weapon or some sort, or beating, uh, um, Binding, so uh, uh, um, uh, binding, tying a, a sentient being up in some way, binding them. Uh, imprisoning, we can also put laying in wait, waiting secretly uh, to uh, harm someone. Uh, nose piercing, so piercing the nose of the animal uh, to be able to lead it around. Overburdening animals, putting too much of a load on, on an animal or pu putting too much weight so that it harms them or hurts them. Uh, and then it, it says <coughs> burning humans, animals, and so forth. So uh, this is speaking of uh, uh, weight or putting too much uh, weight on humans or animals. So here, this is specifically speaking of uh, not harming sentient beings in, in any way, not doing uh, anything negative to a sentient being or harming uh, him or uh, them in any way. ตัดเงินล่ะจ้องรัวมาที่บัตรรูมทุมมันรู้เสียตัวเดินเดินด้วยยังเงินยังเดินด้วยสมบัติอันนี้ก็จู่ๆเราเจ้าสุยิ่ง
so when we look at the first uh, precepts that are given related to the Buddha, the Dharma, and the Sangha, we find first the uh, um, explanation of not going for refuge to the uh, other deities, uh, worldly deities for the Buddha. The second point that's made uh, as far uh, um, as not going for uh, uh, um, uh, not harming sentient beings if one uh, has gone for refuge uh, to the Dharma and then uh, not associating with a negative, uh, not associating with non-Buddhist philosophers if one uh, has gone for refuge to the Sangha. And here then it's a clear, clarified by J. Rinpoche is not having one's mind swayed uh, by uh, their concepts or, or not agreeing with those concepts. Uh, so these are the points that are made. So if we recognize and understand these points then we'll under, uh, that are made, uh, um, and their meaning, then we'll uh, the point that's so related to the uh, uh, Sangha jewel, we find this uh, not agreeing with the, uh, uh, those who repudiate the three jewels of refuge. And then the advice is related to the Dharma jewel specifically, where the advice is that uh, one should not go to refuge to worldly deities or uh, nagas, uh, hungry ghosts, and so forth. Uh, so here are local deities. But it's okay uh, if we uh, like specific uh, worldly deities uh, to ask for their help but not to go for refuge to them uh, and we can look at it like the case of going to a doctor and asking for help uh, so that we can be have medicine given to us uh, uh, so we could look at the relationship in a similar way of, of asking for help uh, 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 from these uh, specific beings that we like or have some sort of affinity for <coughs> ฉุลละจอนโรวาฉุลละจอนโรวาอันเนี่ยเสชิงเซบิเซนเซนเตอร์วาเซดะมะตันตันโรลาโซบาดีบาตันชิงวาตันกุราโซบาตันทันโบบ
So that was, I'm, if I misspoke, that was related, uh, the deities was related to the, uh, the, Buddha, the Buddha jewel. The, sec, the Dharma jewel uh, is forsaking, harming uh, any sentient beings. Uh, so uh, refraining from doing injury to any kind of sentient beings through harm or thought. Uh, so this is related to the Dharma jewel. So the Buddha jewel not going for refuge to worldly deities, the Dharma jewel not harming sentient beings, and then the Asanga jewel uh, not having one's mind swayed by non-Buddhist philosophers. <laughs> So, and then related to the Sangha Jewel, uh, we gave the, uh, um, the explanation of not having one's mind swayed or beginning to act like uh, those who do not believe in the Three Jewels. So here, uh, this word, it says, uh, not agreeing with those who do not believe. So those who don't have belief in them, and then it, here's this, another point, that who repudiate them. Uh, so here, it says to not have our minds swayed by these beings or not agree with them, but we can befriend them. Uh, and then uh, the, uh, the example was given of a dog or a cat. We don't begin to act like a dog if we begin, uh, have our, a dog as our friend. Uh, so uh, this is a point. So then if we can look at these uh, points that are made in the great final Nirvana Sutra uh, and, and we can hold these points that are inside of this uh, the three uh, um, white advices uh, then we will be able to then open up the understanding of these three by looking at what Lama Tsongkhapa explains about them. Uh, so we'll take a short break and uh, we have some things people can eat and then we'll be right back. Uh, just a, uh, very quickly, I would like to correct something. Uh, I previously was stating that the white advices and the negative advices. And the word gapi, the word garpa, it sounds very similar. It's advice on what not to do, kapa, to stop, what to stop, and drupa, what to do. So I was just, I heard the ga, and there's, there's white karmas and dark karmas, so I just mistranslated it two times in a row, and at the break, I was looking at another text, uh, and it ca I, I caught it. So. Uh, it's advice on what not to do, what to kaba, what to stop, and, and then advice what to do. So I just want to correct that for the tape and for everybody listening, because I looked for hours for this white advice and all these uh, commentaries and couldn't find it. It was just me mistranslating it. So thank you for letting me fix that. <laughs> So, uh, so uh, a very interesting uh, um, topic came up at the break where we say that uh, Buddha Shakyamuni is the god of gods, um, but Buddha Shakyamuni is a human. So there's a, a doubt that can arise. So how can he be the god of gods if Buddha Shakyamuni is a human? Uh, and we state he is certainly a human because he holds individual liberation vows. 
uh, and it's a qualification of the individual liberation vow that you have to be a human. Uh, so, uh, it, so here this, uh, this idea or doubt comes up when we look at this, that uh, Buddha Shakyamuni is the god of gods, but he is uh, a human. Didn't So here uh, we begin with the, in the section on advice what not to do. Uh, if we go for refuge to the Buddha jewel, we should stop. Because that not to do in the word stop, we the same word here. So we, gapa is to stop. Uh, so we should stop going for refuge to worldly deities. Uh, if we go for refuge to the Dharma, we should stop harming living beings. And if we go for refuge to the Sangha, we should stop uh, associating with negative friends or non-Buddhist philosophers. <laughs> ในวัดสาจิงุนดุชิจันชุกุตะกะตะวุลมะเลงอเรละเซดุชิจากุเรสวัดสิมะตะสาจิเซตังมุกุเซะบิสาจิกุตังอันนิชินตังสะตังวั
so the prescriptive precepts, uh, what to do, uh, deal with advices uh, related to the Buddha, the Dharma, and the Sangha. So the first advice that's related to the Buddha uh, deals with representations of the Buddha and seeing them all as equal, um, uh, whether they were made of uh, silver or gold, or made of wood, copper, or iron, uh, or, or, or clay, uh, one should uh, recognize them uh, as equal and not judge them on the quality of the material that was used, judge it on the, the, the being itself. Uh, so here, uh, this is the first uh, um, uh, um, uh, advice on what to do. Uh, it's to act with reverence towards images no matter what they are made of. Uh, so the next point that's made, the second point, uh, is considering any uh, written words of the Dharma to be the actual Dharma ref, uh, refuge itself. Uh, so we have the uh, Kanjur, uh, the pronouncements of Lord Buddha, and the Tanjur, the authentic Indian commentaries, and we see here how we have them ha all uh, housed very beautifully <coughs> on an altar uh, with respect. So uh, it's... Uh, um, um, making offerings and, and treating the, uh, te the texts and the, the written uh, teachings as they are the actual Dharma refuge itself. Uh, and then the final is related to the spiritual community. Uh, so it's uh, relating to um, uh, um, the uh, monks and nuns, those who wear the red or the uh, golden robes, um, and not uh, um, uh, um, uh, anyone who wears the robes uh, of a monk or a nun, uh, be they red or golden, we should uh, um, treat those beings without res uh, treat those beings with deep respect and not revile them or uh, um, act negatively towards them. <laughs> Ruby Laja Son is Haji Shinduzontes, <laughs> Sanjay 
અને સાચા ચોસઠ ચોબાસાચા ભલેના <laughs> રેમોદાંગો ખાધુરા ઓલેબરેસુબા ખેતોના <laughs> સો Uh, here, but also Im- images it can be translated as, but Rimachi was specifically speaking of Rimo as uh, to draw or to paint. So uh, word images or paintings. Uh, treat uh, images of the Buddha as objects of reverence as they were the teacher himself, uh, not pointing out their faults regardless of their quality and not re- disrespecting them or treating them with contempt by putting them in dishonorable places, pawning them, etc. Uh, uh, so here when we are, look at an image, for instance, a tanka, uh, it's not appropriate for us to make judgments 
uh, on uh, the, the uh, um, uh, image uh, itself by saying, oh, there is a fault with this or uh, uh, there's a problem with that. Uh, uh, and so forth. So we shouldn't uh, um, say that this is good, uh, this is a good good image, and this is a bad image, and so forth. Uh, we should look at all of the images with equal uh, reverence uh, and not point out uh, um, any faults or negativities. Uh, and it says here, um, uh, and not respecting them or treating them with contempt being disrespectful by putting them in dishonorable places. So, for instance, placing the Dharma text anywhere that's not clean. Uh, or, and this is why we, we put them on an altar or put them somewhere. Uh, and it says pawning them. And I, I asked Rinpoche to just you know, go further with that. And that literally means if you don't have any money and you need some money and you have no collateral, uh, going to someone who has money and saying, I'll give you this image of the Buddha if you loan me some money, and then when I have it, I'll give it back to you. Uh, so uh, one shouldn't uh, um, use it as an article of commerce. One shouldn't use it uh, in that way. Uh, so Rimache gave the exam example I just explained. So uh, this is what it means by pawning them. In the dishonorable places, putting them somewhere unclean. Uh, um, so, uh, so here, uh, then we get into... A quote uh, from Nagarjuna's uh, friendly letter, uh, where the same uh, word, the same language is used, uh, an image of the Sugata uh, that Lama Tsongkhapa has chosen to use, and it says, "Just as the learned worship an image of the Sugata, whatever it is made of, even wood, etc." So here, those who are wise, those who are scholars, recognize the equality of all the images of the Buddha, whether they be made of silver, gold. Uh, earth or clay or copper or, or iron so recognizing them all as equally great uh, images because they are images of the Buddha uh, so not uh, um, uh, judging them uh, re relative to the uh, materials that they are made or the quality of the artisanship if you will ลังกาตวะจาจายวะเดสลังกาตวะลังกาตวะชาบะอินนะอันฉบับหมดฉบับตองวะเรซิงฉบับตองดิโคซากุกะเลมาแมบะจานดอบะอันนะเมจิเล
uh, and then saw this shoe was covering up a statue, uh, and then removed it because he said, "This is terrible. You're, you know, covering up the statue uh, with a shoe." And then uh, the Trua Su Suyin, such a So then uh, the Buddha was asked, uh, uh, "Which one of these actions was better? What was better to do?" And the Buddha said they were equally virtuous because both people had equally virtuous motivations. Uh, so um, because of this, uh, both people who, you know, one put the shoe over the statue, the other took the shoe off the statue, both had equally virtuous motivations, so they were equally virtuous. So here this is speaking of respecting uh, the image of the Buddha, no matter what uh, um, uh, it, it is, no, no matter how it is cast. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> Lobby Tumba 
Okay, so now uh, we find uh, a story from the exegesis of the discipline. Apologize if I did that wrong. Relates how uh, Mana Va Kapila, who slandered the community of learners and those with no more to learn in 18 different ways, saying, for example, what do you know of the teaching or non-teaching? Uh, elephant head was reborn as a monstrous fish with 18 heads remaining an animal from the time of the teacher Kashapa uh, until the time of the king of the Shakyas, the Sanjay Nipa, the Sanjay Sumba. Okay, so then, Shachatupa Sumba, Yimba. Okay. Uh, so here, this story is relating uh, to a previous non-Buddhist who was debating uh, the, the community. Uh, and, uh, uh, and here it says the community of learners and those with no more to learn. So the community of learners is referring to the hearers, solitary realizers, and bodhisattva superiors. Uh, and the community of uh, non-learners is referring to uh, those, so community here referring to those aspiring to virtue, the sangha. So the learners, those who are aryas of the hearers, solitary realizers, and bodhisattva vehicle. And the no more learners are referring to the faux destroyers of the hearers, solitary realizers, uh, and bodhisattva vehicle, or the Buddha uh, faux destroyers. Uh, so this is what it's referring to. So this non-Buddhist uh, made <coughs> disparaging remarks in the midst of debating uh, to uh, these different types of beings. Uh, so he said, you can't... Uh, uh, so, so what do you know of the, the Dharma and not Dharma? So you don't know what is Dharma and what isn't Dharma. Uh, and then uh, uh, began to call them different names of animals. So we called them elephant head and then pig head and then uh, uh, lion, uh, tiger head. All these different names of, 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 uh, of animals and 18 different specific names. Uh, and then during... Uh, so, during the time of Buddha, 
um, there was a fisherman uh, who was fishing uh, and pulled in this monstrous fish with 18 different heads, with 18 different animal heads on it. And there was a whole gathering of, of people, uh, and they couldn't figure out why this fish looked like this. So the Buddha arrived uh, and blessed the fish's mind to be able to recall what had happened. And he said that I previously had engaged in this uh, discussion and had uh, called the, the uh, um, uh, learners and non-learners all of these 18 different negative names. And since the time of the Buddhist Kashapa, uh, the third Buddha, to Buddha Shakyamuni, uh, the fourth Buddha, I have remained uh, in this state, uh, and it's because of the karma that I created negatively by disparaging these uh, members and because of all of these names, uh, different names uh, that I called them. Uh, so uh, this is referring to that specific story uh, um, and how, uh, how negatively impacted he was by uh, this act and, and how long he remained in that state as a fish with 18 different heads uh, um, because of that negativity. Uh, so we can see uh, as a human the, when we engage in negativity the trouble that can arise so it stated that this being who insulted the uh, commute the them uh, in 18 different ways uh, um, um, uh, um, by by saying these negativities, elephant head, etc., was reborn as a monstrous fish with different <coughs> heads, remaining an animal from the time of Teacher Kashapa until the time of the king of the Shakyas. So there were 18 different insults made that resulted in 18 different uh, heads. So when we can see by the stories, or the scriptural story uh, that Buddha Shakyamuni has set forth uh, in this advice of how we can engage in negativity so readily uh, by saying bad things to people. Uh, and it's so easy to say bad things to people. So we can engage, we can uh, gather this negativity quite easily and we have to be careful and this is the Buddha's advice on us to be careful in what can happen if we are not. So here first, uh, we have to respect uh, any image of the Buddha, of the Sugata, whether, whatever it's made of, uh, whether it's here in the Nagarjuna's friendly letter, it says, just as the learned worship an object of the Sugata, whatever is made of even wood. 
so respecting any image of the Buddha. And then the next point that's <coughs> made, um, and this is uh, uh, related to the, 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 the different, um, uh, the, eight, the story of the 18 heads, um, it's, it's talking about respecting the uh, Gendun Gupa, Gendun Gupa, the Juje. Oh. ジェブスジャゴワテジェブスジャゴロバトムロブケニトランビンゴジェラソバメドチュジタブロワテゴクチュシニャンゴジェチュジェルチェベテロンダンゴドワワテインソザンナガソワテスマジェナガソルメンマ
so the next point uh, comes from uh, the Kasudra Draka basis of discipline, so another text from the Vinaya. So this exegesis of the discipline is a Vinaya, uh, in the Vinaya teachings of Vinaya Sutra, and this also uh, Sudraka basis of discipline is from the Vinaya. Uh, and it says, relates how after the teacher... Uh, after the nirvana of teacher uh, Kraku Chanda, King Karamat ordered that a great stupa be built. Uh, so after uh, the beings uh, passed into nirvana, the king ordered that a great stupa is to be built. Uh, and then one of the people working, I'll read it through, workmen cursed it twice, exclaiming, we'll never be able to complete a stupa this large. Later, when it was nicely finished, he regretted his curses and used his wages to have a golden bell flat fashioned and placed on the stupa. As a result, he was born as uh, Supriya Vat, sweet voice, with an ugly complexion and a tiny body, but a beautiful voice. Uh, so here, this is the story of a workman who was working on this uh, grand stupa uh, and became uh, um, frustrated and exclaimed two times uh, in, uh, in a negative way, we'll never be able to complete this stupa. It's so huge. So he was making a negative reference to how big it was and how long it was taking, uh, and he said it two times. Uh, and then later, uh, when the stupa was complete, he had a great deal of respect and, and started to have reverence for it and regretted having said these negative words about the construction of this stupa and how large it was uh, and uh, took his wages and offered a golden bell uh, that was placed in the center of the stupa. Uh, and then later, when he was reborn, uh, we find the details of the completing details of his body related directly to uh, this action that he engaged in uh, um, uh, around the, the stupa, uh, which is an image of enlightenment. Um, so uh, he was born uh, with a very uh, uh, short, uh, it says with an ugly complexion uh, and a tiny body because of the two times, the, the complexion and the, and the small body because of two times saying these negative things. Um, but because he offered this golden bell with the right motivation, uh, and he had regret. He was born with a very beautiful voice that uh, everybody admired. Um, so this beautiful voice was a result of <coughs> having offered this golden bell. The tiny body and the ugly complexion a result of saying the negative things about this image of enlightenment. Okay. 
so when we look at this in terms of karma, there are two types of karma, throwing karma and completing karma. So in this being's case, he's born as a human being, so he has virtuous throwing karma. Uh, if one is born as a human being, he or she necessarily has virtuous throwing karma. But the completing karma in this case is mixed. Uh, when we look at the completing karma related to bad complexion and the completing karma related <coughs> to a uh, short body, then this becomes a, a non-virtuous completing karma. And then when we look at the sweet voice, this is related to a virtuous completing karma. So we see a mix of virtuous and non-virtuous completing karma, but the throwing karma is necessarily virtuous because he was a human being. Uh, and we find a similar example in the case of a peacock. A peacock uh, is an animal. So the peacock uh, necessarily has non-virtuous throwing karma. But the peacock has very beautiful feathers and a, a beautiful appearance. So this is, this is a result of virtuous completing karma. So the throwing karma, non-virtuous because of uh, being an animal, and the completing <coughs> karma, virtuous because of the beautiful presentation of the peacock. Uh, this is the difference between throwing karma and completing karma. Just to tra translator's note, the throwing karma propels you into the rebirth, the completing karma fills in the details around the rebirth that you've been thrown into. Uh, so when we look at the uh, um, issue of the man uh, building this great stupa, the worker, he scorned the, the stupa two times uh, uh, by saying that this will take too long and, and it's too huge. Uh, so this person's future life, uh, he was born as a human being, so his throwing karma was necessarily virtuous, but then we have this mixed karma. Because of the two negative things that were stated, these are necessarily non-virtuous results that come to fruition in the form of a completing karma that is negative, so the bad complexion and the short body. And then the, the offering of the bell, which is a virtuous action, becomes the, uh, um, the factor that is the, the virtue that gives rise uh, to the completing result of, in this case, a beautiful voice. Uh, so this is, uh, uh, we find a mix of uh, uh, the two negativities brought on by the non-virtue that gave rise to them and the one uh, positive quality that uh, was, arose from the virtue that was previously engaged in. Uh, 
Okay, so uh, then uh, as a result, uh, he was reborn as sweet voice with an ugly complexion and a tiny body but a beautiful voice. Thus, you should never quibble over the quality of images, despise other for using fine materials for images and the like, or for making them large, discourage their makers from finishing them and the like. So this advice is given, and we find the uh, example of this being who said these uh, two negative things. But we also have relationships with these images. We have uh, we have images of the Buddha, uh, such as tankas and uh, statues and so forth. And we need to be very careful around them. And these are the, this advice is given to us by Jay Rinpoche with an example of of why and the negative consequences of not doing so. Takanov uh, so then uh, it is said that the great yogi, uh, Shanchup Rinchen, who is a Kadampa a spiritual teacher, um, uh, um, said once he gave a statue of uh, Manjushri to the elder, and elder here is referring to Lord Atisha. Uh, so he gave uh, Lord Atisha uh, the statue for him to examine. He asked, how good is this? If it's good, I will buy it for four gold coins. And then... Uh, 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 the the four gold coins that Rongwa Gargewa uh, gave me. And then the elder, uh, Atisha, replied, Venerable Manjushri's body has no defects. The sculpture is Midland, and placed it on his head. It is said that he did the same with respect to all finished images. So uh, he, uh, he put, after he was asked this question, he took the image of Manjushri and placed it on his head and said there is no bad image of Manjushri, but the artisan who made this is of medium quality. But the image itself, there are no bad images, but the artist himself or herself is of medium uh, quality. <laughs> 
Nezu Jonzo so in the future now we should have relationships with tankas and, and uh, other images such as statues and so forth uh, uh, in the same way that Lord Atisha did and view them all equally in this in this way. Uh, these are all uh, stories uh, or, or hist- history, historical counts or stories uh, that we can we can find the meaning in. So if we can read this is very good. Decent. <laughs> So it's very good if we can uh, memorize or, or have in our minds uh, when we relate it, when we're speaking of advice on what not to do, uh, this sutra, uh, the fi- great final nirvana sutra that says that those who go to the three jewels for refuge come closer to the truly virtuous. They never go to other deities for refuge, the Buddha jewel refuge. Those who go to the sublime teaching for refuge harbor no uh, harmful murderous thoughts, the, the Dharma jewel advice. Uh, and then those who uh, go to the community for refuge do not associate with non-Buddhist philosophers, the Sangha jewel advice. And then if we can have in our minds this quote from the, the Sutra, the Great Final Nirvana Sutra, uh, then we can think about the meaning that uh, Lama Tsongkhapa presents in the commentary. So we have the lot, great treatise on the stage of the path to enlightenment now in English, and we can rely upon it because of its uh, <coughs> the great importance of its information contained within it. So we find uh, the the Oh, so we, we find that all of the meanings found within the 18 volumes of work by Lama Tsongkhapa are inside of this, this text. Uh, so we find that they are all summarized and abbreviated into uh, all these 18 volumes into this uh, one text, the great treatise on the stage of the path to enlightenment for our, for our aid, for us. They're all summarized into it. And then all the great scholars uh, that we find not only in the sutra pronouncements but also the authentic Indian commentaries are all presented within here. (laughs) So it's very similar to us studying these texts here, the pronouncements of Lord Buddha and the authentic Indian commentaries because we're studying this. We're taking the essence or the pith of all of these texts here and put in the, all the, the, I'm sorry, the essence or the pith of all of these texts here has been inserted into this text. That's very good. Uh, so we will end here and we will do the concluding mandala offering and dedication prayers, etc.
The fundamental ground is scented with incense and strewn with flowers, adorned with Mount Meru, the four continents, the sun and the moon. I imagine this as a Buddha land and offer it. May all sentient beings enjoy this pure land. I dedicate whatever virtues I have collected for the benefit of the teachings and of all sentient beings, and in particular for the essential teachings of Venerable Lozandrapa to shine forever. I send forth this jeweled mandala to you, precious Guru. I dedicate all this virtue to emulate the knowledge of the hero Manjushri and likewise Samantabhadra as well. Whatever dedication is praised as supreme by all the conquerors of the three temples. I also dedicate all my roots of virtue for the sake of auspicious deeds. In that pure land surrounded by snowy mountains, you are the source of all benefit and happiness. All powerful Avogadishvara, Tenzin Gyaso, may you stay until samsara's end. I pray for the long life of the precious Kensar Wandak, upholder of scriptural and realizational doctrines, the spiritual friend who trained extensively in the five great philosophical texts with exceptional wisdom and perseverance. Tuji Rimchi Gutsi Shapi Denonan.